Hello and welcome to another episode of The Legal Breakdown. I hope you've been enjoying my previous podcasts and I hope you will enjoy this one. Today we're going to talk to you about the exciting area of right to manage. So, what is a right to manage company? This is mainly focused on the right for leaseholders of a building containing flats to take over the management of their building from bad landlords. This was introduced under the Common Hold and Leasehold Reform Act of 2002, which provides the leaseholders the right to acquire landlord's management function by a transfer to a company set up by the right to manage company. The right was introduced not just by means of wrestling the control from bad landlords or agents, but also to empower the leaseholders who generally hold the majority of the value of the property to take responsibility for managing of their blocks and to get it up to the standard and look after it the way they want it taken over. The right to manage is available to leasehold flats, not to houses. The process is relatively simple, however it needs to be followed correctly. The landlord's consent is not required, nor a court order. There is no need for leaseholders to prove mismanagement of the landlord or agent. The right is available to the landlord's management as good, bad or indifferent. The right is exercised by the service of a formal notice on the landlord and after a set period of time the management can transfer to the RTM right to manage company which would be set up by the leaseholders and would normally be a limited company you can also bring in your own managing agent at that time to set it up and run it after the right to manage is taken over once it has been acquired the landlord is also entitled to be a member of the company however however there are important issues, criteria to follow and a substantial amount of work needs to be done before serving the notice and if the takeover of the management is to be successful. And I will outline the practical rights and the first considerations to full management of the building. First, the preparation. First you need to consider what the leaseholder wants to achieve by taking over the management of the building, what motivations there are, what the liabilities are, the duties will be, and what acquiring the approval, and will you be able to enforce the covenants of the leases, become wholly responsible for all the decisions, and will you have the time to do this, or will you employ a managing agent? Will it be cost effective, or will it cost you more than what you've currently got in place, and will you actually gain a benefit from doing this compared to what's already in place? It's a major work that still needs to be taken on by the right to manage company if they wish and even if it's delegated to a managing agent, the managing members still need to be involved. Unless the building is small, no more than six flats, the day-to-day management may be best left to a professional managing agent. Management is a job which requires certain skills and experience, and certain dissatisfaction present managing agents may result more from leaseholder feelings of importance in the decision-making process than from the real shortcomings in the manager's ability. The same managing agent working with the instructions of the right to manage company may deliver a satisfactory service without the upheaval of a change of management. So it may be worth just thinking about changing the managing agent rather than actually changing the landlord's responsibility. One of the major motivations for many of these right to manage takeovers is to do with the saving of cost. In maintenance and repair work, whilst its sensible objective must adopt a reasonable attitude to the long-term maintenance aspects of the building 
and may understand the principles of financial assets. The company should not save money by reducing essential services or allowing the block to deteriorate. The covenants in the lease, which will not be changed in exercise of the right to manage, will specify service provisions and require the property to maintain, and it may become necessary not when convenient. The right to manage company will be required, like any other landlord, to comply with all government-approved codes of management practice, two such codes at present, ones produced by the Royal Institute of Chartered Institutes and the Association of Retirement House Managers, which reference specifically purpose-built retirement property. While compliance with such codes is not mandatory, failure to do so is a grounds for an application to the First Tribunal and to appoint a new manager or end the right to manage. Taking over the right to manage company and its importance to consider at the early stages. So. The leaseholder will manage the building through a company and will need to learn more about company procedures. People must be found to be officers of the right to manage on an ongoing basis and will have the normal responsibility of company directors as well as landlords of residential property. You will be vulnerable to criticisms and lessees and residents as well as landlords. Some leaseholders are irrational in their expectations. There will need to be regular frequent meetings, technical matters to be dealt with such as budgets and account specifications and legal requirements, company solvent so leaseholders can re- so leaseholders who routinely default on payment will prove to be a headache. Be difficult and sensitive issues of dealing with neighbours and fellow leaseholders with noise complaints and any other complaints that may come forward. The company and its directors will be legally required to comply with a wide range of company, housing and health and safety laws. RTMs, one should be aware of the transfer of undertakings of employees, the 2P rules, to protect rights of employees when a transfer situation arises, ensuring that the terms and conditions of employees are preserved with continually continuity of employment, whether 2P will apply depending on the particular facts of the case, and it is advised whether a building is served by employees of landlords or management company to seek specific advice on this, and whether it would apply in the event of a right to manage were exercised. Many would probably be contractors, so there shouldn't be 2P rules, but it's important, depending on the size of the block, that this is checked. Having said all of this, it is an opportunity for the owners most of value of the building and the leaseholders to run their own affairs and make their own decisions about the management upkeep of their flats, and maybe if it's done correctly, even add value. The building must meet certain criteria. Two-thirds of the flats must be let to qualifying tenants. It can be part commercial, but the non-residential part must not exceed 25% of the total floor area. RTMs do not apply where the immediate landlord of the qualifying tenants is local housing authority. RTMs do not apply where the premises falls within the resident landlord exemption. To fulfil the exemption would require the following premises must be other than a purpose-built, for example, a converted house, and they must comprise not more than four flats, and one of the flats must be occupied by the freeholder or an adult member of their family as the only or principal home for the last 12 months. A qualifying tenant is a leaseholder who leases was originally granted for an original term of more than 21 years. There is no requirement for any past or present residence in the flat, nor any limit of the number of flats which can be owned by one person. The right to manage may only be exercised by a management company, and the members of the RTM company must comprise sufficient numbers of the qualifying tenants. The required number of qualifying tenants must be equal to at least half of the total number of flats in the building. For example, if there are 10 flats in the building, at least 5 of the flats of the qualifying tenants must participate in the action. It should be noted that where there is only 2 flats in the building, both flats of the qualifying tenant must participate. 
The rights to relate to the building, so in an estate of separate blocks, and each block would need to qualify separately, and in each individual RTM notice served. In the case of an estate of flats under the same management, it would be sensible to take over the management of the whole estate, but this would have to be accomplished by application in respect of each separate block. So, that is just a small proportion of what you need to take on with a right to manage company. I feel going on about all the other details is going to be too much in this podcast and a lot of information to take on. But what I would suggest is when you're setting up the right to manage company, it needs to be set up correctly by a solicitor or accountant. And I would suggest when you're setting this up, simple operation and can be done by a solicitor, by company agent or by a qualifying leasehold themselves, by directors and secretary guide, annual returns, resolutions, accounts and account referencing. And then the notice inviting participation needs to be prescribed in a prescribed form and sent out with set time limits. These are all set out in different criteria. And I would suggest when you're doing this is to talk to the correct solicitors, correct accountants, and make sure you take the correct advice. And I would always appoint a managing agent to take the responsibility off you as an individual leaseholder if things get personal or awkward. Obtaining information is also important, such as making sure you get the right owners of the properties, downloading the right details of the land registry documents, and obviously setting out what service charges, freehold information splits need to be done, arrears, and making sure all contracts for maintenance are in place. You may need to serve other notices for further maintenance, such as Section 20 notices, if the costs are over a certain limit. You will need to follow Landlord and Tenant Legislation. Landlord and Tenant Act 1985 may be applicable. You're entitled to in details of the name and address of your landlord under the rights provided by the Landlord and Tenant Act. If requested, must provide within 21 days. Failure to do this is an offence. Going on to the Land Registry, information notices under Section 82 of the 2002 Act and make sure when you take on the management and the right to manage company, you plan and budget and make sure you give these out and accounts and do a yearly meeting to all the members, including having and discussing possibly having a reserve fund meeting certain criteria. Exercise all your rights and claims may only be exercised where the building complies. The RTM company meets the statutory requirements and the members of the company comprises the qualifying leasehold of the lease half of the building. The claim cannot be served until 14 days after the service of the notice inviting participation. It's very much do your due diligence on all of this and understand your responsibility. If you have an absent landlord, again, you need to follow a prescribed form of an application form, which will need to be sent first tier tribunal, an application relating to no fault right to manage. And then it will have to go through the tribunal process if they are absent. Again, if you're gonna do this, I would seriously consider getting a solicitor involved to make sure it's done properly. You also need to make sure you have rights to access for inspection. The landlord could counter notice to say they don't want the right to manage and why. may end up going to the first tribunal property chambers and you may not require the rights unless the tribunal finds in your favour or agrees with the landlord. You may also end up paying the landlord's cost for the right to manage, so make sure this is all done and understood first. Again, it may end up in the first tribunal. And then when you take over from the landlord, you need to agree the acquisition date, agree with any disbursements, disputes or disposals are taken into account, 
and the landlord's management of the company needs to be considered and how that will be done and what rights they may have. You then will need to consider any management contracts, managing agent, cleaners, window cleaners, maintenance, rendering, the big thing, cladding, making sure that's dealt with and make sure it meets the standards with an, um, a requirement for ESW1 form or EWS form. Sorry, I can't exactly remember the exact one on that case. But make sure that is done if before you take it over to make sure the liability is taken away from you or make sure the landlord does the cladding or if that is one of the reasons you want to do the right to manage make sure the cladding provider gives you all the right indemnities and requirements for the replacement landlord's duty to provide information is set out legally and landlord's duty to transfer funds if there are any should come to you as if you were changing your managing agent if you're keeping the same managing agent they probably hold the funds registrations of rights to manage should be done a right to manage claim is not registrable. however where the right to manage company has acquired the rights to manage it may apply to the land registry for an entry to be made on the proprietorship register of the affected title under rule 79a of the land registration rules that the right to manage company is there and must be made using the form ap1 the application must be accompanied by evidence to satisfy the registry the application is an rtm the right to manage is in relation to the premises comprised of the registered estate the registered proprietor of the registered estate is the landlord under a lease of the whole or part and the right to manage the premises has been acquired and remains exercisable by the right to manage company a fee of 50 pounds is payable under article 12 of the current land registration fee order that now may have changed since the 31st of january 2022 Acquisition date. The company takes over all management functions of the premises under the lease. Normally these will be functions directly exercised by the landlord, but in some cases may have been delegated to another party, to the leasees or the management company. However, no matter who is responsible for the managing of the property, the function passed to the RTM company on the acquisition date, and you will have to make sure you follow all the rules. By a judgment dated the 25th of January 2022, in the first case of First Port Property Services Limited and Settlers Court RTM Company, the Supreme Court decided that in the case of development, including more than one block of flats, the exercise of the rights to manage in respect of one block does not extend to the RTM company managing the wider shared estate and its facilities surrounding that one block. The right to manage was concerned only with the management of the relevant building or part of the building together with apertures, property if any, which meant nearby physical properties such as garages over which the occupants of the relevant building or part had exclusive rights. So make sure you understand what you're actually taking on and what's included. As I said earlier in this podcast, that doesn't always include all the other blocks on the estate. It's only the block that you may be serving the notice. If you want to take in all the other blocks, they should have their own right to manage companies. There may be a way to have a group right to manage, but realistically it would be better for each block to have separate agreements and then you could come together on collective large works, maybe relaying the car park if it serves all blocks. You need to make sure you take into account all the lease requirements of repairs, improvements, provisions of services, arranging the insurance, make sure there's a good insurance broker in place, make sure the insurance you've got in place at the moment is valid and you can take it over or get a new policy, levying and collecting of the service charges, the day-to-day management of the buildings, and making sure that the transfer functions are all taken into account. The management of any non-residential parts of the building or non-qualifying flats function relating to forfeiture and possession are not included. The issues require further explanation are non-residential parts, non-qualifying flats, forfeiture and possession, but I will not be talking about them now. If you would like to know more, please feel free to give me a call 01548 434 009. 
it's important to be clear of what powers are being transferred and what you need to be doing and make sure you have all the approvals in place to issue and pass the RTM although the company must keep the landlord informed and the consent of the landlord to ascertain the actions of the leasehold these can include subletting, assigning the lease and making alterations to the flat so make sure if these are your requirements that you want to take them on make sure the landlord has given those powers to you and make sure you have had them transferred you will then have to deal with the enforcement of covenants of breaches of leases and ending the right to manage company there are three circumstances which you may end the right to manage if you feel you don't want to do it there is also the procedures and statutory time limits that you will need to follow to be able to follow the right to manage and i'm not going to talk about these here but you can f give me a call and i can talk to you through those and the notices that you need to go through such as section 79 notices section 78 right to information notices and the 28 day and 10 day notice reply periods following certain steps section 93 notices section 92 notices yeah it's getting confusing already so i will not even say any more of these notice types but please feel free to give me a call on 01548 or joshua I look forward to hearing from you and I hope your brain hasn't been filled with too many bits of information and you kind of understand the first few steps of what you need to follow but also I want the podcast to show you that you should get professionals involved and I wouldn't take this on just on your own because this is where things go wrong and you may end up being in the same position you are now and not benefiting from what the right to manage should be able to gain you. Thank you for listening. Look forward to hearing from you.